Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. After hearing Jesus' conversation with the rich young ruler, the disciples were confused. In their minds, if anyone was going to heaven, it was the wealthy spiritual rulers of Israel. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus clarifies things to his disciples. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 18, and look at God Makes Salvation Possible. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we ask that you would give us wisdom and direction, that you would open our minds to the teaching of your word, help us to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. I would also ask today, Father, that you would be with all those who are struggling, struggling with sorrows, struggling with illness, decisions. Father, you know the heart of each individual that you have created. You know the heart of your people. I pray that you would work in our hearts to bring about wisdom, to give us peace, and help us, Father, to do all that you've called us to do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's pick up at the end of yesterday's story, beginning in Luke 18, verse 24. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he said, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus had just told the rich young ruler that he needed to go and sell all that he had, give it to the poor, and then come and follow Jesus. When the rich young ruler heard this, he became very, very sorrowful. And the reason for this is because he was very rich. He did not want to give up his riches. He decided, it appears, to keep his riches and not inherit eternal life. Think about that choice. His possessions meant more to him than eternal life. Temporal life, with all of its riches and possessions, meant more to him than eternal life with the treasures that accompany it. That's true for many of us. The things of this world, the things that we can see and touch, eat, drink, put our arms around, mean more to us for the brief time period that we have on this earth than the promises that accompany eternal life. So he went away very sorrowful. Jesus' response was how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, when Jesus talks about a camel going through the eye of a needle, he's not talking about a camel going through the eye of a needle that is used for sowing. But rather, there was a hole in the wall of Jerusalem where livestock could enter and exit Jerusalem. They didn't go in through the main gates. In order for a camel to pass through that hole, they had to literally get down on their knees and crawl through the hole. At least that's my understanding of the geography and the tradition of Israel. So Jesus is saying it's not impossible for a rich man to get into heaven, but in order for a rich man to get into heaven, he has to get down on his knees, humbled, and basically crawl in. It's labor-intensive, but not only labor-intensive, it's humbling. Before we go any further, we need to understand some things. Jesus wasn't creating a new template for eternal life. He wasn't creating something new for rich people. 
We all get saved the same way. We put our faith in Jesus Christ, repenting of our sins and following him. Jesus was clarifying that for the rich man. The rich man thought he had to do something to get to heaven. Jesus showed him what that looked like. His problem, his barrier was riches. We each have barriers, barriers that we have to surrender in order to follow Jesus Christ. That's the biblical pattern. We all have to leave, forsake, repent, and follow Jesus. That's what he was telling the rich young ruler. And those who are listening ask a hard question. Who then can be saved if the rich young ruler can't be saved? One who has endeavored to live by the law all of his life, if he can't be saved, who can be saved? And Jesus' response is, the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. God is the one who makes salvation possible. We do not. None of our effort, none of our desires, none of our longing will ever make salvation possible. It is God who makes this possible for us. He does so in sending Jesus Christ, his son, to die on the cross to pay for our sins, to become the ultimate acceptable sacrifice for our sins. We can't earn our way to heaven. Even if we could perfectly give up everything we need to give up, surrender everything we need to surrender, we cannot save ourselves. So what is impossible for us is possible with God. Then Peter said, see, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present life and in the age to come eternal life. You can't outgive God. There is no one who has forsaken everything who's not going to receive more than what they've forsaken. Paul wrote in one of his letters that those things we suffer in this life, those things we surrender in this life, do not compare to the glory that awaits those who trust in Jesus Christ. Jesus makes a great promise here. No matter what we give up, no matter what we surrender, whatever we suffer, we are going to receive many times more in eternal life. We can't comprehend what heaven is like. We can't comprehend what the rewards to those who trust in Jesus will be like. But Jesus has promised that those things that await us in eternal life, our inheritance as adopted children of God, our Father, we cannot comprehend what awaits us. We should not be afraid to surrender whatever we need to in following Jesus Christ. Material things, relationships, it doesn't matter. Nothing in this world, nothing in this lifetime can compare to what awaits us. Now think about that for just a moment. Think about how precious certain things are to you. Think about the preciousness of your spouse or your children and grandchildren, your friends, your church family, or of any of your material possessions. And whether we want to admit it or not, we have material possessions that are precious to us that we do not want to let go of. Yet, whatever we receive in heaven is going to be many times more precious, more valuable, more abundant than anything we surrender here. Let's trust God. Let's not hold on to the things of this world. Let's not treasure the treasures of earth, but rather store up treasure in heaven. Treasure heavenly treasures. That's what we're called to do. And through faith in Jesus Christ, we can do that. Let's relax, 
Let's take our eyes off of things that will become rust and dust, and let's trust in Jesus and do whatever we can to further the kingdom of God and to grow in holiness before God our Father, glorifying Him. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for these encouraging words, these promises that Jesus makes to us, his disciples. And Father, give us confidence and freedom to trust in you and to let go of material things, the things of this world, and take hold of those things that are eternal. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.